had that kind of aha moment where I was like, okay, um, you know, this is what I want to do, but it doesn't seem feasible where I am. And then I asked the universe for an answer and for some direction. And um, it popped in my mind that my friend was here. And I said to the universe, should I move to Mexico? And then I got head to toe chills confirmation. Welcome to The Remarkable Leap. My name is Julia, and I'm here to guide you on your journey towards becoming a brighter version of yourself. Every week, you'll gain inspiration and wisdom from our guests on how to embrace your fears and take your own leap of faith in your personal life or in your career. We each only get one life to live. Make it remarkable. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Remarkable Leap. It's your host, Juliet. Today on the podcast, we have Talzi Newstad, a tarot reader and spiritual coach. In this episode, we talk about how she left her career in entertainment law and moved to Mexico to build a business healing others through tarot reading and spiritual coaching. Hi, Tolsey. How's it going? Hi, Juliet. It's going great. How are you doing today? I'm doing so well. Thanks for chatting with me today. I know you're over in Mexico City, so um, for anyone who doesn't know you, I'd love to hear a little bit more about what you're currently up to. Yeah, sure. Okay, so yes, you're correct. I am over here in Mexico City. I was previously living in Los Angeles, um, and I made the transition to come here to take some time out and um, work from here, um, and also in tandem with like the transition completely with a lot of things in my life. <laughs> um, and what I'm doing right now is I am a tarot card reader and spiritual coach, and um, basically the beauty of that is that I can work from anywhere so I do go back and forth LA and I have a lot of clients based there and also in my hometown Australia but for now yes Mexico City doing my thing awesome I love it and I know that you mentioned you're a tarot card reader and previously you were working in media and entertainment as a lawyer so I would love to hear a little bit more of that story of how you made that transition to wildly different industries and career paths there yes <laughs> I know I know people hear my story and they think it, it is kind of a wild leap um, and for sure there's a big contrast between one and the other um, so basically yeah you're right I spent the majority of my professional life um, working as a lawyer I started out in a big corporate law firm in Sydney it was my first job straight out of college um, and then I worked in a series of different roles business affairs type roles in creative companies um, I guess basically I, I kind of fell into law um, you know because it seemed like a good thing to do at the time you know my grades were a certain way and I guess you know when you're young you kind of just fall into things um, based on like your skill set. So it made sense with what I, you know, um, the subjects I took in school, etc. And I guess I, I didn't kind of know yet of anything else. So I kind of fell into law and, and something about it just never really resonated with me. However, I just kind of didn't have or see an alternative. Um, so I did try on many different hats within the legal field. You know, like I said, worked for lots of different companies. I thought I'd play around with being a lawyer in a more creative environment, in um, environments that were sort of, you know, a little bit more, um, you know, like smaller companies, etc. And um, all the way up until about three years ago. And then a lot of things changed in my life. Um, and I also, you know, internal and external changes. And suddenly I kind of had this aha moment where things just kind of 
realigned and changed for me and I followed a completely new direction. Growing up, I always was interested in the occult. I always had spiritual gifts. I always had psychic abilities, but I kind of suppressed them. I think that's quite natural also um, when you're young and you don't really know yourself, you kind of experience certain things, but then you push them aside. They didn't kind of fit within my uh, my lifestyle and um, and just the, you know, the, the box. So um, I kind of suppressed them for a long time. And then, you know, about three years ago or so, suddenly all these changes started happening for me. And I also, they became very, very pronounced. And um, I was just led to just make a huge dramatic shift. I certainly want to dive more into how you were able to sort of follow this calling or this gift that you had. But before that, I'd like to kind of step back into when you were in school, um, studying for law school. I mean, I guess how early on did you decide that going to law school and becoming a lawyer was going to be that path that you took? I know you mentioned that that was something that you always thought like, that's a stable career. It's something that fits within my skill set. So how early on were you prepared for that? And did you go to law school straight out of undergrad? To be honest, and this is why it made complete sense when I made this shift into tarot, like it never was something that I dreamed about from a young age. And I've actually felt quite lost um, all the way through school in terms of, you know, I feel like there's an expectation from a young age that you you know your path and um, you've kind of, you know, you've made that decision. Well, I want to grow up and be a lawyer. I want to grow up and be a doctor. To be honest with you, I never actually had that. And I think I got to the end of high school and there was, you know, that question, well, what am I going to do? And it was literally a matter of me having the grades and I am terrible at mathematics <laughs> so but I was exceptionally good when it came to languages and English and it was just something that seemed like the right thing to do um, I also sort of thought you know that that is a good stable career and it's also quite broad I felt like it's something that would always be useful um, to me you know as, as a as a background um, so then yeah I went straight from um, high school I actually uh, you asked if I played around and I did I went and I studied I started studying arts um which again it wasn't focused enough in a way but and also didn't help me find any particular direction and then all of a sudden um you know I I decided well you know while I don't necessarily know that I want to be a lawyer it just seems like something more practical to do so then I transferred into law undergrad um, and again, you know, I told you, like, I, I experimented with other, with lots of things and went in and out of law a little bit. Um, so I went from there and I did a master's in creative writing and communication. So I actually left my corporate um, law firm role. I took a bit of time off. I took did a master's in creative writing because I deep down had always wanted to be a writer. So I thought um, that ended up not resonating. I ended up falling back into law. Um, but tried it in a different way to that corporate environment and went and worked for creative companies. Um, Then I went and decided that I was going to move to America. I I actually sat the New York um, bar exam and passed that. Didn't end up in New York, ended up in Los Angeles. Um, I had a startup company with an ex um, where I was doing the business affairs um, functionality, taking care of that. Um, That all kind of well, it was part of what I said in the intro is like things, a lot of things shifted in my life. So that kind of fell apart, that didn't go anywhere. And then I had that major change and transformation and that aha moment that I had actually found my calling, which was completely and utterly different to what I had ever practiced as a profession. What a whirlwind of a journey. And it definitely sounds like you took a lot of 
different leaps of faith throughout that journey, um, even moving to the U.S. and to Los Angeles is such a huge, drastic change from uh, being from Australia, even just that distance. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about sort of what your mindset was like when you were going through these changes and really jumping from one career to the next, from one city or one country to the next. Was it scary? Were you just excited to make changes or what was really going on through your mind during those times? Yeah, I mean, good question. Look, I feel like change is always scary. I think that that's just like the human condition. You know, we get very used to what we know. And then even when it's like, doesn't necessarily sit sit 100% with us, or it doesn't make us happy, we often resist change, we rather sit in something comfortable, but uh, unfulfilling than take a leap. However, I just feel like, um, and this is from the spiritual perspective as well, because of what I do, I feel like I've always been quite connected to my higher self. And, and so that just, that connection became stronger and stronger. And um, eventually, you know, uh, it gets to a point where you can't ignore your intuition or your gut feeling. So when you're being called to make a change, um, yes, there's the fear. However, you know, that call kind of, you know, outweighs the fear. So you just take that leap. That makes sense. But certainly, certainly there was the fear aspect. And obviously, um, you know, as you can see, like the, the, it's quite a drastic change from law to uh, spiritual coaching, psychic work. Um, I had to deal a lot with um, a lot of people thinking I was quite cuckoo. (laughs) So, um, but, you know, in the end of the day, I just believe that um, if you do what's right for you, if you know deep down that something resonates for you and you take that leap, you're always going to end up on your feet. Yeah, I think that mentality that you're talking about is something that is really hard for a lot of people to learn. And for myself, I think it wasn't until I read this book called The Artist's Way, which is really like a very spiritual, um, you know, creative guide um, and sort of a, a way to sort of rethink about life. That's when I finally started leaning into my intuition and all of that stuff. I'd love to hear about, I know you mentioned as a child that you had, um, you felt connected to spirituality, you had um, psychic abilities. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about that and how you kind of got connected with your spirituality. Yeah, sure. I mean, basically it's, it wasn't sort of a conscious thing or a moment, etc. I definitely remember moments in my life that were significant, that were kind of freakish. But I have to say, like, first from a very young age, I had, you know, I found that I was highly empathetic. I was always picking up a lot of, um, you know, the vibrations around me. I had um, strong telepathy. Um, but the thing is, you know, uh, I think when you're very, very young, you don't kind of know yourself and you also don't know how to compare yourself, you don't really understand yourself. So in, in the sense that I always had those skills, but I kind of couldn't put two and two together um, that they were different or unique, etc. So basically I just grew up being highly, highly sensitive, feeling a lot around me, um, having these kind of freakish experiences, but sort of also pushing them aside because basically um, one, I think as a kid, you don't want to be different and two, you don't know if you're different because you kind of... Uh, maybe assume that it is uh, the norm. If that, I don't know if that makes sense, but it's like somewhere between one and the other. Um, and you kind of just want to be normal. Um, but I definitely, I had some, some weird situations where, you know, I could feel events happening um, with people close to me who were even, you know, across the world. Um, uh, so I would sense something was happening and then it would be confirmed. 
Um, but again, I, you know, those things would happen, but I, I was still kind of on this path. I was on this path that, you know, like a sort of a determined path that I had made to have this kind of, I guess, quote unquote, normal life, you know, um, following a profession that I'd kind of fallen into. As you mentioned, it is kind of scary when you're a kid um, to feel like you're different and you just really want to be normal. So to repress that and to kind of not think about it as much, I think, makes a lot of sense um, while you were growing up. So what is it that made you decide to explore a little bit more, uh, dive into it and really sort of lean into it as your calling and, and what you wanted to do with your life? It wasn't really so gradual per se. I mean, it's like everything kind of just changed around me all in one go. It was like a snowball effect. And I, I think, you know, it was all in tandem with a spiritual awakening that I had because on one hand I had always been spiritual, but I think that I, I wasn't conscious as conscious of it and then all these changes happened in my life as I said um, earlier like personal changes and then it was almost like uh, a lot of things just fell apart and then a lot of new things came in suddenly new people came into my world that were highly spiritual Um, you know I just suddenly felt uh, intuitive like uh, very strongly drawn to the craft to doing um, you know cards Um, suddenly people wanted me to do readings for them you know and I started doing that and then more and more and more and people were just uh encouraging me to just continue and um and it just felt right so um just yeah it kind of it kind of found me and it wasn't really a conscious thing if that makes sense Mm, yeah and just for context what period of your life was this was this when you were already out in Los Angeles or what were you doing during that time when all of this sort of came together right yeah I was actually I was living in LA um and everything had kind of busted up in my uh like I said my relationship and the the company that I had um with my ex so everything was kind of breaking down around me um you know and then all of a sudden yeah like I said that's that's when everything started changing and I started coming into contact with different people and also I think that with everything falling apart um it's like everything um you know, everything falls apart before the new comes in. And I was like that, it was in that time that I really found myself um, and that direction. Mm, Yeah. And I know you mentioned that it kind of came to you, but do you feel like there was a decision-making moment for you where you decided, okay, like I'm getting some traction. There are people really interested in this and I'm going to now pursue this and leave everything else that I was working on behind. Or how did that come to be? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I can tell you a very freakish story, Um, (laughs) but basically I remember at one point um, I was at home in my place in LA and I was actually playing with my tarot cards and I was um, on my uh, computer on iMessage messaging with a good friend of mine who was actually the one that that, uh, encouraged me to do tarot from the beginning. And um, I said to her, I was also at the same time putting together my New York bar um, uh, admission papers. And I said to her, girl, I'm putting together my papers because, you know, I had already passed the bar, but I hadn't been admitted yet while living in Los Angeles. Again, like you know, the timeline skips around. And I said to her, girl, you know, I'm playing with my cards and all I want to do is do tarot for the rest of my life. I don't want to do law. And, um, we had a situation where the clock stopped on my computer as we were typing and the timestamp on, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And the the timestamp on the iMessage kept going up but the clock on the right-hand side of the computer froze. And I said to her, this is wild. Like 
the clock's not moving and it was around 1.04 p.m. in the afternoon. So the timestamp on the messages kept moving and then the clock stopped around 1.05. And I said to her, I bet you anything that at 1.11, which is an affirmation from the universe, I said at 1.11, I bet you anything that these times are going to match up, that the clock's going to tick over. And so lo and behold, at one and I have screenshots to prove it. <laughs> oh my God, so, I literally have chills. Right, yeah. So that was, the, that was actually the moment where I was like, this is, a, this is my calling and this is affirmation that as long as I, you know, follow my intuition and follow this, knowing that this is right for me, that I, I'm going to fall on my feet and everything's going to be okay, even though it was a wild leap, you know, abandoning everything that I'd ever done before um, and taking a risk, you know, so... That was the moment. There you go. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That what a powerful message from the universe. I'm still like right? I feel like speechless. I right? don't know what to say. But that's incredible. And that's amazing that you you were able to recognize those signs showing up and being able to say, Okay, like this is the moment. How did you go from that moment to actually enacting change in your real life or saying like okay I'm not going to finish submitting these materials to the bar or what was sort of that next step for you to really sort of embrace that um you know I think like I said it's 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 almost like it was all taken out of my hands and I think that you just intuitively make moves so I mean I just continued doing what I what I was doing um and things just kind of naturally expanded you know people were getting tarot from me and then they were telling their friends and you know referring people and um then I sort of built a steady regular clientele um I did, I, I mean, part of the reason why I left, I left Los Angeles and I, I came to Mexico is firstly one of my best friends um, from actually my, my best friend in the world who uh, has been my friend since I was 11 from Australia. She happened to be living in Mexico City and part of the sacrifice I had to make was, you know, forfeiting a stable um, income you know, stable, reliable income to do what I'm doing. And to, so to buy myself a little bit of time and to get that breather, I, I just packed up my bags and I flew to Mexico and I've been here about a year building my business. So without that kind of added pressure of, uh, you know, having to fork out whatever it is to live where I was living, etc. So I made, I made, so yeah, I made, I definitely, I, made, I sacrificed a lot, but I also confidently knew that it was the right decision. And I also that I, I, I had confirmations as well that that was the right move to do, you know, um, mm-hmm. I, I, I had that kind of aha moment where I was like, okay, um, you know, this is what I want to do, but it doesn't seem feasible where I am. And then I asked the universe for an answer and for some direction. And um, it popped in my mind that my friend was here. And I said to the universe, should I move to Mexico? And then I got head to toe chills confirmation because it all wow. made sense. And it, and it really has been the best move. I mean, um, you know, I do plan to get back to the States, but at the moment it was, it was the right, it, at the moment it, in reflection, it was the perfect move. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's really important to talk about in terms of, you know, sometimes you do have to make those sacrifices. It's not like you can just quit your day job and decide to do something like your wildest dreams full time and have that take off immediately. I think it requires that sort of groundwork. And I think for you, like you were so clear that this was what you're meant to do, that you were able to say like, okay, I'm willing to make these sacrifices. So I think that's really important for people to be able to hear and to understand that, um, you know, if you want to pursue your dreams, sometimes it's going to take 
um, you sort of going out of your comfort zone or making sacrifices. Right. I, I absolutely. Um, and I, but I think that it is important to note, and I, I, I think we've talked about fear. Um, I think that, you know, especially from my point of view, okay, yes, I did have those confirmations, you know, um, but even for those people that aren't necessarily, uh, you know, so woo woo as I am or into the spiritual, I think that the bottom line is, is you, if you have passion you have a, you know, a drive for something that really lights your fire. Um, yes, it might seem risky to take that leap and to go after it, but I truly, truly believe that if you follow your passion, um, you will end up okay. So all those sacrifices, all those um, risks, in the end, they're going to pay off, you know. Um, and I think that what traps us and prevents us from going after what lights us up is the fear. Um, and I said this in a previous uh, podcast with someone else. I said, you know, what is fear? Fear is false evidence appearing real, okay? Like in the end of the day, you can stay stuck in something that's not fulfilling you um, and let fear take over. But, in the, you know, you have no evidence to show that it's not going to work. So why not just presume mm. the best possible outcome? Follow your intuition, follow your heart and just go for it and you will find a way. Yeah, definitely. That's super inspirational. And I guess once you moved to Mexico or once you decided to pursue tarot um, as your main career, was there ever a moment where you questioned yourself or you thought maybe <laughs> I should go back into into law? I mean, like we mentioned, like it's such a wildly different profession. Um, so I'd, I'd love to hear a little bit more about that journey for you. Yeah, I mean, for sure, for sure. There's like moments, I mean, that are very challenging and you start questioning everything. You question yourself. I mean, like, you know, uh, doing what I do, I definitely have very, very busy periods and work is, is pretty steady now, but I definitely went through a period of time where it was up and down and, and I was doubting whether I would be able to support myself doing this, you know, in the long term. Um, and then, of course, there's also, uh, especially at the beginning, I was also dealing with the initial, um, you know, uh, people looking at me like I was a bit, a bit mad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, right. But, but like I said, I think that you know, deep down, I knew that this was right because, in the end of the day, it's the thing that makes me really, really happy. And so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, yes, of course, there's the pressure when it comes to money and stability. Um, However, like I just something something in me just knew that ultimately I just need to keep going um, because I wake up every day and I absolutely love what I do. And like I said, I did make sacrifices. I do make sacrifices. But at the same time, that, uh, you know, that happiness and that satisfaction that I get from my, you know, helping my clients from um, just what I do every day, it, it really like just something some you know reassures you there's a reassurance there so yeah yeah definitely I, I think it's uh it's hard to come by um finding that thing that really like lights up your spirit and makes you excited to wake up every day so that's amazing that you had the courage to sort of follow that feeling and and commit to it what was that timeline of actually moving to Mexico um and then I guess sort of walk me through that time in your life well, I mean, it was wild. I mean, I basically just made, <laughs> I just made the decision that, you know, I called up my best girlfriend here and I said, girl, uh, I had been thinking about coming just to visit you for a weekend because I'm going through 
quite some crazy changes, but, you know, I thought, what the hell, why don't I just move there? And she said, that's a great idea. (laughs) So, (laughs) So I literally just, you know, I got rid of a lot of my staff, you know, I basically just like booked myself a plane ticket and headed to Mexico with like one suitcase of clothing um, with only a very small amount that uh, left in the bank. I mean, I had basically sunk most of my savings, my money on the startup company that I'd had with my ex. So I really like arrived with pretty much nothing. Um, I'd already built up some steady clients in Los Angeles. So I, um, I had them, you know, that I could FaceTime with from when I arrived um, but then, you know, I also, had, I, I kind of, things don't always happen exactly how you plan. You know, I had made, I had this kind of vision that I was going to arrive in Mexico city and I was going to build up this client base here. Um, which didn't happen because one, I have no, no Spanish language skills. So that was a bit naive of me. (laughs) Right. And I also find um, the environment here is a little different for this sort of stuff. I do find Mexican people are very, very spiritual, but I found um, that the, uh, the appreciation for Tarot as um, a form of therapy, et cetera, is very strong in Los Angeles and there's not really Mm. so much in Mexico. So when we talked a little bit about, you know, that, um, those moments of fear and doubting myself, that was that was um, definitely part of it because I arrived and I was like, well, how am I even going to work here? But I think you've got to surrender and you've got to, once you know that you're on the right path, you surrender and know that like maybe the way that you had assumed things are going to work out, it's not working out that way, but there is going to be an alternative. So in the end, you know, yes, Mexico, I had um, obviously the pleasure of like spending a lot of time with my friend of building, you know, um, of giving myself a little bit of space and freedom. Um, And also, you know, my FaceTime clients, that just like increased. I got to work on my social media and my presence. Um, And so in in the end that worked out, um, but not necessarily the way that I had assumed. So (laughs) there were ups and downs for sure. Right, definitely a huge learning curve. I'm huge sure. learning curve. Really I was going to say that, yeah, to a different country. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. how did you really go about building your business? Is that something that you're still currently working on? Yeah, I mean, again, I feel see with me the one thing, and this probably is why I never worked really well in corporate environments or in office environments. I mean, I am not a particularly well-structured person like I tend to just go with the flow and just follow my gut feelings and you know I just get ideas and I kind of follow them so um like I said like my business sort of um grew organically because you know uh people were just referring me it took a little time because you know with readings um the thing that people always want to know is whether or not your predictions come true. So <laughs> I found right, that like yeah. the more readings I was doing, then eventually people were like, wow, oh my gosh, like, you know, everything you said was, was right. So they were coming back for more readings and then they were telling their friends. So it picked up traction. And then in the meantime, you know, I um, started doing more posts on my Instagram, doing Instagram readings and that kind of built a following and, um, you know, I just, yeah, I didn't really have a plan to be honest. And I guess that, um, that that there were moments of fear where I kind of doubted myself where I was like, you don't have a plan. And, you know, um, anyone, uh, that knows me, who also knows my dad, who is amazing. I mean, he's a businessman and he's a super smart guy. And all he kept saying to me was, what's your plan? Which also scared the hell out of me because he kept reminding me of how uh, chaotic I am. But on the other hand, like I said, I just, 
feel that if you just do as you're kind of intuitively called to do, you mm. will, things just work because what's meant for you will work out. And I just, because I really do believe that this is my calling and this is what I'm supposed to be doing, somehow everything just aligns, you know? Yeah, definitely. And I think sort of one of the things that sounds like is sort of a through line is just following what your calling is, doing the work, and then having the patience to see that sort of evolve into whatever it is and to sort of see the fruits of your labor of people like finding value in your readings and referring you and building that up. So that's amazing to hear that you were able to to follow your calling and it's all um, coming together for you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Patience is key. Patience and faith, you know, because also, um, you know, if you, like I said, you know, if you're doing what you're meant to be doing, everything's going to work out and you have to assume um, that things work out in divine timing, which is, you know, sometimes you assume that everything should come together in, in the next three months or, you know, that you should get that particular opportunity or do that many readings or whatever. But in the end of the day, everything is actually coming together in exactly the right time. So you just surrender in the flow and, you know, just... Just keep going. Absolutely. I love that. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. And just to wrap things up, I just have a few rapid fire questions for you. So the first one is, what is one piece of advice that you would give your younger self before you had taken your leap of faith? Okay. It would be, be yourself. Be true to yourself. Mm, Love that. The second question is, what's one thing that went massively wrong when you took your leap and how did you recover from it? (laughs) I ran out of money. <laughs> what did you do about it? I got I, I did get a little bit of help. I got a little bit of support, not a lot, but a little bit just to keep me going. So I was very lucky, very, very lucky. But it 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 tied it helped me to get over the hump. So blessed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then the last question is what makes someone remarkable? I think just in tandem with the first question you asked me, I think that everybody's remarkable in their own way and and it's all about being yourself. It's being true to yourself. You know, we we all are, um, you know, expressions of something unique. So that's, that's remarkable. Incredible. I love that answer. Thank you once again, Halsey. And if people want to get connected with you, um, how can they do that? What's the best way to find you? Yes. Okay, great. Well, um, you guys can follow me on Instagram, which is t-shirts and tarot. Um, So t-shirts underscore and underscore tarot. Perfect. Love it. Thank you again so much for your time. Okay. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. All right, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Remarkable Leap podcast. If you like this, please show your support by leaving a review on Apple Podcast or wherever you listen to podcasts and share this with a friend. It would help so much. Thanks again, and I hope you have a wonderful day.